You're listening to episode 55 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Alexa in Canada. It's so great to have you here. Today I have a great guest, someone who has actually been making a lot of news over the last couple of weeks with his skill development platform, VoiceFlow. But just before we get to that and all the goodies that he has in store for us today, I want to tell you again about the sponsor of today's podcast, which of course is the Alexa Conference presented by VoiceFirst.fm, the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts. Before long, we are going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where the conference is taking place. This is January 15th to 17th, 2019. It really is only a few weeks away now. Uh, Tickets are available, of course. Uh, The program is shaping up to be incredible, and I encourage you to check it out at the website. If you go to alexaincanada.ca slash 55 for today's show notes, you will be able to find the link to the conference. And there's a code there, Alexa in Canada, which gives you uh, 20% off the ticket price. I will be there. I will be speaking. Uh, Looks like I'm going to be moderating a panel as well. And I hope that I will be able to meet you there uh, as well. So if you are there, for sure, come and say hi to me because I'd love to meet you. Now, let's talk about our guest for today. I'm really, really excited to introduce... Braden Ream to you. He is one of the co-founders of VoiceFlow, which started as StoryFlow, which started as Fable. And uh, they have a very interesting story in terms of how their company has progressed and pivoted based on what the consumers wanted. Now, here's the here's a really nice aspect of having Braden on this particular podcast is he's a Canadian. He lives out in Toronto and um, he comes on today and he talks all about this platform that they have now, which makes it very easy for both people getting started in Alexa skills and for seasoned developers or coders that are looking for a more efficient way to code. And his platform really helps people to save a ton of time. So you're going to hear all about it. And I'm really excited to welcome fellow Canadian Braden onto the podcast. Hey there, Braden. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, let's let's start off here, Braden. Let's let's learn a little bit about you. I'm really excited to have a Canadian on the podcast here, Alexa in Canada. So, uh, what's your story? What's your background? Yeah, so uh, I I grew well, I was born and raised in Toronto, and uh, I went to university at uh, Western University. Took the business program there at Ivy, and uh, and yeah, that's sort of my that's my background. Cool. And so you're living in Toronto currently. Uh, yeah. Great. And so you started off in this voice first space. Uh, with a particular product. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you got interested in voice technology and how did your company start? What were your first couple of ideas and your your MVP? Yeah, so um, how we actually got started was, uh, I guess, way back in April now, um, our co-founder, Mike, so there's four of us, uh, our co-founder, Mike, had this idea uh, to do sort of like the Honey for voice shopping. So if you know Honey is sort of that Chrome extension, uh, you know, it allows you to sort of get the best price. It applies coupons. And so we thought, wow, wouldn't that be cool to apply that to voice shopping? Mm-hmm. And that's actually what got us uh, involved in voice in the first place. 
so we tried that for a little bit and we found out uh, there's some technical lim uh, limitations there and you know Amazon and Google don't exactly want that right now uh, but that was what sort of got us into voice and uh, where we sort of went next was actually we started a, a children's stories app it was uh, essentially these uh, these read-along children's stories uh, on Amazon Alexa the the skill was called Fable, uh -huh. and we actually built that initial uh, we built that initial MVP on uh, Storyline. Cool. And so you say that they were read along stories. Can you describe that a bit? So how did that work? Yeah. Is so in the really early days. So again, I guess this is back in May now. Um, how it would actually work is we were writing stories by hand. You know, we were sort of uh, coming up with the plots and everything, um, and then we were printing these physical books. And essentially, you would read the line, and then Alexa would see which line you read. It would match that to the intent, and then uh, Alexa would read the next line of the story. Um, and so we did a few different stories of this method, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Like we were actually biking around Toronto. Uh, we I think we had like 20 users at this time, and none of them had Alexas. We actually had to you know pretty much buy them an Alexa out of pocket um, to like get them to try to use our product. And we were biking them, and you know going to go give them these stories. <laughs> um, and in one of our stories, Mike had the idea of well hey like let's let's add a green button or a red button and we'll just see if you know people like that there's a little bit of a, di a divergence in the story huh. um and people, people couldn't stand the story uh you know they, they didn't really like the whole platform but what they really loved was wow like my kid went back at you know just to see if the other button you know did anything um and it didn't but uh, that's what got us sort of started in uh, in choose your own adventures and uh we started to make all of our stories these choose your own adventure stories uh, and those started to really take off. We had uh, we had a really popular skill that you know right now uh, in Canada the skill is called Storyflow. Um, it's number one if you look on games and entertainment in Canada. Great, great. Oh, that's wonderful. So that's still there. That's going. Um, yep. But then you also pivoted a little bit. And so what's what's the situation now? What's going on now? Yeah. So what we found was um, we were building with Storyline. It was a great platform. Um, but what we found is once we got to about three or four stories, the way that the intent system worked wasn't really allowing us to add any more content. And so we hit this wall. Um, and so we started to look at other platforms like, you know, voice apps and conversation.one and see if anything else could suit our needs. And there really just wasn't anything. Um, so we actually started to build our own uh, platform, which allowed us to build stories and essentially have unlimited content on one skill. Um, and that's where uh, what was we renamed our whole company to Storyflow at that time, and we started to build up this internal tool, and it, it allowed us to, you know, make it really easy to build stories. It was custom built. Uh, it was awesome. Um, and then I guess only a couple weeks ago, we realized that we'd been building this internal tool so much to help people build stories because we were essentially trying to become like the YouTube for voice that this platform had gotten so powerful. Let's just see what happens if we, you know, invite a couple other people in the community to try it out. Uh, the initial response was awesome. Uh, people really like some of the really in-depth and custom features that we've added. You know, they're not just things that you find on Alexa, mm -hmm. but they're things that we'd had to, you know, think up like a like a content management system, you know, fully flushed out in our in our system. And then uh, this p past week, we decided to open it up, and of course, with sort of the storyline shakeup, it happened to t uh, time up pretty well. And uh, now our mission has sort of pivoted from being the YouTube of entertainment to. How do we help the world build better voice apps that actually help people, you know, become voice entrepreneurs? Right, and so obviously this has been a, a big, a big uh, shakeup, like you said, in the last week or so. Um, and so for those people that aren't familiar, um, so Storyline is another company that that allows people to create Alexa skills um, through their platform. 
and they they've pivoted a little bit or substantially in the last little while and that has changed the direction that they're going and people certain people were looking for other areas to go i wonder you know I'm not sure how much you can comment on this, but maybe you can comment on the different types of companies that are doing similar things and, and then maybe highlight some of the things that, uh, in particular, VoiceFlow is doing now. Yeah, so there, um, there, there are sort of three, three main companies in the space that, that come to mind. Uh, and there are a few other smaller ones that are sort of more, more regional. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three ones that I think of are of Storyline, which is now turned into Invocable, uh, ourselves being VoiceFlow, and then the, the third one being Voice Apps. Um, and the way I look like to look at it is we're all sort of doing the same thing but with different goals in mind uh so invocable is sort of gone upstream now they're trying to be the best tool for businesses to prototype and design voice apps quickly and i think they're going to be really really good at that um so that's what they're doing voice apps uh so that's jeff bolton uh who's sort of the the owner of that um they're really focused on sort of having the widest functionality and feature set so what they've done really well is every single time a new feature comes out, Jeff and his team are the first ones to you know have that feature. They have pretty much everything that's possible that's out there. Um, but the approach that we're trying to take at VoiceFlow is less on having every single feature out there, and it's more so having really specialized features that might not uh, be specific to Alexa skills and building Alexa skills, but that can help you build a business. So as an example, you know we're looking at um, how do we add a business suite of tools which can allow you to you know, not only build this voice app, but how do you scale that voice app? How do you retain customers? How do you monetize those customers effectively? Um, and so those are the sorts of things that we're looking at is you know, how do we enable voice entrepreneurs to build a business? Uh, and that's what we sort of think is, is very different uh, about us and sort of how we uh, approach our product. Mm-hmm. And so I know that you know, just even in the last like week or two, uh, with this sort of shakeup, there's been a lot of generated interest with voiceflow i've tried out voiceflow i love it um and i actually think it's very intuitive uh and i i know you don't or, or maybe i should ask you like do you see this as for somebody that doesn't know how to code where do you where does sort of the the user knowledge uh level have to be in order to use this platform yeah so we um that, that's a great question by the way we we really want to make sure that even those who can't code um are able to use voiceflow uh, but at the same time, we also want to be able to support those who can code. So I'll give an example. Um, when we're building features, we often think, okay, if my mom was to log on, uh, would she be able to understand you know, how this works? Would she be able to build an easy and simple voice app? And if we don't answer that question, then we'll, we'll figure it out again. We'll you know, try that problem again until you know, we can answer that definitively. Um, but on the top end, there's a lot of our users who are programmers um, who just want to build something faster than having to code. So uh, an example there is we have a, a user named Nate uh, in our community, and he was building a massive uh, sort of dinosaur uh, interactive story where he wants to have tons of stories and actually monetize his content. And he sent us a message, message the other day, um, albeit you know with a bug, a bug request uh, attached to it, saying you know we'd saved him over 4,000 lines of code. Wow. Um, so that's you know that that's a really awesome feeling for us, knowing that you know we're able to support some of these users who uh, might not be able to code, and they're looking to just create a basic voice app, but also on the top end for those you know voice entrepreneurs like Nate who can code, but they want something that's a little bit faster, so they can focus on their core business, which for him is building content, and for others it might be you know bus scheduling apps or uh, you know a, a pizza ordering uh, skill for their business. We want to essentially take care of all the stuff that would normally be coding. 
while allowing these entrepreneurs to focus on their core business. So yeah, so it's sort of a dichotomy of, of we have these, um, we do have these two sides, but we are trying to support them both. That's very interesting. Well, like I said, I'm I'm not a, a coder, but um, as I mentioned to you, you know, I was I was giving a, a presentation last week um, at a conf- at a medical conference, and I and I wanted to demonstrate how to use. Uh, how, how, you know, how we can use voice technology and, and particularly Alexa uh, in healthcare settings. And um, with the timing, I wanted to be able to build something really quickly. And I used VoiceFlow and I was able to do it so quickly and it went off seamlessly. And, and the whole crowd, the, the, the attendance of the conference loved it. So kudos to you guys. It made it, kudos to you guys because it made it really, really easy for me to do it. And it turned out really, really well. So awesome. Appreciate you bring that up. Um, so can you give us an idea of like are there you know what are some of the the really neat features that you guys have and, and perhaps I'm not sure how much you can say in terms of some of the things that you guys are working on uh, or that may be in the pipeline yeah so it, it's sort of a it's it's an odd mix right now because I sort of mentioned before um, there are a lot of users who you know building voice apps is a bit of a hobby for them uh, they're not looking to build a business and for them the types of features they want are you know sheet integration. Uh, things that you know they can build a random fax uh, generator or something like that, uh, and so there are a lot of features that we're working on right now, which is to you know help support these people, um, you know help make it easier to build some of these more basic skills so they can you know sort of uh, be able to, to fulfill their hobby with us. Um, and on the top end, there are you know, those users like Nate who I mentioned before who are, are wanting some more advanced features. So account linking is one, uh, permissions blocks, which we just uh, enabled. Um, some deeper integrations with our API block, um, things like that. And so right now we're really focusing on that sort of the, the hobbyist group of users because we realize there's been a massive influx um, since Storyline sort of shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on those more basic features and we will get back to uh, some of the more advanced features like API integrations. But uh, something you can expect fairly soon is language support for uh, every English language, uh, as well as German, Italian, uh, the other two languages. Because we realize you're only supporting U.S. English before. It wasn't really our priority to uh, internationalize. But, of course, with the influx of users, uh, uh, that's become a very uh, a very real goal. Yeah. And, and well, you know, from one Canadian to another, I mean, that um, I would love that personally. And I'm sure that there are lots of other Canadians that would that would absolutely love that as well. Um, that would make it uh, easy to, to share these skills throughout well, all different regions. So so I think that that's great. Um, what... Is this is this specifically going to be limited to Alexa, or are you looking at other platforms as well? Yeah, so we um, the way we built our tech right from the, the right from the beginning was with the intention of being sort of uh, platform agnostic and being able to go to Google Home or Samsung Bixby or you know Apple HomePod when they eventually release uh, sort of the tools for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have plans of going to these other platforms. Uh, in terms of timeline, I, I can't really say. Um, Google doesn't have as good of a, a sort of a publishing API as Alexa has. So a lot of it would be still manual to the user. They can't do it all within VoiceFlow like they can right now uh, with Alexa. Uh, but yeah, we do have those intentions to go to these other platforms. And what, what's, what's sort of like the user base now? Where are you at? What are, what are, what are people responding with? And how, are, how, is the, how is the experience going for you guys in terms of the users? Yeah, so I think we're under 1,000 uh, developers now. Um, with about 400 in our, in our community, which has been great. Um, in terms of the response, you know, it's, it's sort of been a mixed bag of, well, you know, voice apps ha- has this feature and storyline has this feature. Why don't you guys have this feature? 
Uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, you know, there's people who uh, specialize in what we're really good at and they absolutely love it. Uh, so and I'll give another example there. We have a user named Drew who um, want to build essentially a skill for uh, photographers who want to um, tune their camera. So they have to, you know, input their, you know, type of frame and their measurements uh, and all these different things. And it would spit out a calculation that no normally they would have to do by hand. Hmm. Um, and so this was impossible using Storyline because they didn't sort of handle that, those mathematics. It didn't handle that sort of deeper logic. Uh, and with voice apps, uh, it was just a little bit tougher to do. Um, so he was really uh, happy when, you know, we sort of helped him through that step. You know, he used a lot of advanced concepts like a loop and a, uh, a bunch of logic and number crunching. And, you know, he was able to produce that skill and, and soon he'll be uh, monetizing it through uh, now using our permissions block, being able to send users uh, affiliate emails uh, from Amazon. So for the camera that they have, he'll be able to match them with a product that uh, he could try to send them an affiliate link for. Um, and so that's something that wasn't possible in these other platforms. And it's really exciting to see that sort of top end, these, these users who are really using the full capabilities. Um, yeah, definitely on the lower end, uh, or sh I shouldn't say the lower end, on the hobbyist end, um, we're still trying to play catch up with a lot of features, streaming blocks uh, and Google Sheets and, and things like that. Now, I know that, that you know the community is, is, is very important to you. And uh, I joined the Facebook community recently. And I know you guys are doing a, a really good job of updating the community. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, what's wh why are you guys spending so much time and energy to to talk to the community and to set that up? Yeah, um, I think uh, I think this comes back from when we were building our voice app story flow. We realized the the power that a community has in these early days is absolutely massive. Um, you know, if you were just to have a product out there and maybe you send it like a monthly newsletter. No one's going to stay engaged. You're not going to sort of humanize yourself and your company. Um, and people aren't really going to care. So our company, right from the start, has placed a massive em uh, emphasis on community. Uh, you know, so Terry, as you know, we, uh, we help admin some of the world's largest community groups, uh, totaling almost 75,000 people between a couple of them. Um, and th these are communities that you know, we can leverage in the future. But for right now, uh, we're just trying to really push voice forward because we realize it's a small community right now. Um, but the potential, you know, is that uh, these community groups of, you know, let's say 300 developers could be uh, 10,000 in, you know, six to 10 months. Uh, our, you know, bigger groups could be 75,000 now and, you know, maybe there'll be 750,000 in, in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, it's really important to sort of foster that sense of, um, of like sort of human-to-human uh, -human interaction now so that you're not just this faceless product that people – uh, moan about but you know they know they have a person to go to if something's not working they know there's a place to post their feedback when something is working and there's sort of a place to get recognition from the community when you know you do something well you know you build a really good skill and there's a place to go for that um, so for us as developers we're trying to figure out you know what features do people need um, you know how are people liking our product there is no better place than being able to have this developer community which allows us to sort of get that feedback loop and it, 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 it's entirely invaluable and speaking of the community, so let's let's hear about your community in the uh, in the company. So, who are they, and and uh, and maybe a little bit more about your team? Yeah, for sure. So, we're we're a four person uh, full time team right now. Um, we're backed by a, a Toronto venture capital firm called Ripple Ventures. Uh, so, the, we're really excited to have them, uh, as well as a bunch of Toronto angels. Um, in terms of my co founders, they're they're great. So, we have Tyler Hahn, who. Uh, uh, the U of T dropout, uh, computer science and machine learning guy, incredible developer. 
Um, you have Andrew Lawrence, who uh, Andrew Lawrence, who uh, is the only one of us to actually graduate. Uh, so he went to he went to Weston for computer science and, and worked as a developer for a couple of years. Uh, and then you have Michael Hood, who uh, is our creative lead, and uh, so he does all of our design and all that sorts of stuff. Uh, and he went to Queens Commerce, uh, dropped out uh, with only a couple courses left. Oh, wow. um, yeah, we're we're sort of a a pretty young team, and then we have a, a couple friends who who work with us part time. Uh, who are uh, also from U of T, so that would be uh, Jeremy and Winston. Cool. So, so four four key, well, four full time guys, I guess, and a couple of part time guys. Um, so, did they all drop out just to start this just recently? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's an interesting story. So, we, um, I guess, we decided to make the full time drop in uh, in back in July. Now, um, we weren't really sure when we started to get into voice. We weren't really sure of the potential. In all honesty. Um, I think us, like a lot of other people, looked at voice as you know just smart speakers, mm. um, and only when we started to see uh, sort of what Amazon and Google are pushing it towards in the future, did we get really excited about you know what voice is going to be like in the future, and you know we want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in a year's time, you know, if we were to graduate, uh, it, we may have already sort of missed missed the bus. Um, so we decided, uh, it was the time to go. We actually hadn't raised money at that point yet. So it was definitely a lot riskier at the time. Um, we were lucky to raise half a million dollars, uh, I guess back in August. So about a month after dropping out and, uh, that made it seem a lot less risky. Um, but at the time, yeah, it, it was certainly scary, but I think, um, I think you sort of have to take bets on the industry and, and, uh, just really be passionate about wanting to make an impact in it. Well, Hey, that, I mean, this is great. I, like I said, I, I've, I've just, recently uh, started using VoiceFlow. Uh, I love it. I love how intuitive it is. I, I really love the functionality there. I haven't yet had a chance to really dive into a lot of the uh, uh, all, of all the features that, you, that you're building in there. But I have to say, and, and I know you say it, it's for coders that want to do it quickly, and, I, and I, I totally get that. But also from my perspective, personally, as a non-coder, um, I just think you guys have done a tremendous job of allowing somebody like me to bring a lot of functionality to a skill in a, rel- in, in, a, in a relatively or, or very intuitive way. Um, so I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I, think, um, I think one of the advantages we, had is, uh, we have is because we're building for developers who don't want to code, we are, we're also uh, we're really focusing on sort of making this, this functionality. So it's intuitive at its core because, you know, it was making stories. It was, you know, I, I can't really code that well. I can only code in Python. Um, and so there, you know, there needed to be a tool for me, but at the same end, because we're building for these developers, we're really focusing on that, on, on that top end functionality. So it's easy to get started with, but we also don't want you to ever feel limited. Mm-hmm. Like we, we want to get voice flow to the point where, uh, you know, your mom can get started with voice flow. She can understand it. She can build it a skill, but she never feels as though, um, you know, you have to switch to custom code. You never feel as though, oh, those developers who actually know how to code, they, they have the leg up on us. We want you to be able to build the business you want to build on voice without ever having to feel any restrictions of not you know, knowing how to code. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I do feel like that definitely gives us a leg up and that that's our philosophy of, mm-hmm. of helping engineers, which actually seeps down to those who can't even code, never feeling limited. Right, right. Can you comment just a little bit on um, how you guys uh, are planning to support the company? Like how is the monetization going to work for you guys so that, um, you know, so the users are wondering like, is this is this company going to be around in a year? Is there going to be a major pivot, or what's going to happen there? Yeah, no, that's, that's a question we got a lot. Uh, obviously, after the whole invocable thing, um, 
the way we're looking at monetization right now is we always want to have a free community tier and we don't want to limit features. Um, cause definitely there's, there's companies out there who would rather limit the features and then, you know, with a pro plan, our goal is more so sort of a value-based pricing model and that, um, we want to help you build a really successful skill. And if you build a really successful skill, then we'll monetize you. Um, but we don't want to limit your, your ability to do that. So you can imagine uh, us capping interactions at, let's say, 5,000 to 10,000 per month. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, if you're driving 10,000 interactions a month, we're assuming you have a you know fairly successful skill. Mm-hmm. And we can start to charge a smaller fee, like $30 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know it doesn't make sense to charge people before they've reached success, right? Like we want to, we want to make our goal is to help everyone in our group be successful, uh, so that we actually can charge them. If, if you're not successful with your voice app or your voice business, mm-hmm. then you know we're not doing our job, and that's the way we sort of reflect in our pricing. Ah, that makes a lot of sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. So, so, and I like the I like the fact that you said that you don't limit features. So anybody can get in there, they can get started, they can try it out, they can they can you know try their hand at creating a good voice skill. And like you said, if it goes well and it's successful, uh, then hopefully they'd be only too happy to to pay that small monthly fee and and continue to expand and monetize and and it, it's a win win for everybody if you do it that way. Yeah, the, you know, the, when I say limit features, we'll never limit features in terms of building your voice app. Mm-hmm. Things we can add though for premium pricing would be like let's say a really in depth analytics tool, mm-hmm. um, something that you know as your business scales. Uh, you know, we can start to offer these really premium features that don't hinder you from building an app uh, or sorry, from actually building the initial skill. But once your skill is going, like this will be really useful. You know, how do we uh, how do we sort of support you as you scale your business? And, those, you know, that's the way we're looking at this right now. Um, yeah, we'll never limit your voice app building sort of abilities. Yeah, no, that that's fantastic. So. Well, Braden, thanks so much. Is there anything in particular you wanted to let us know about voice flow or what you're doing that that we didn't touch upon here yet? Any other comments? Yeah, you know, I, I think a really important thing to know about voice flow is uh, I, I talked about some of the features we don't have today. Um, you know, like I'll give an example, like audio streaming. That'll be out next week. Uh, okay. not, you know, uh, within a couple of days. We, we move pretty fast. Um, the best thing about our company is definitely that uh, because we're small, we're very agile. If you actually want to make, make an impact with our company fairly early, you can join our community. You can suggest a feature. And there's a pretty good chance we'll actually take a, take a serious look at that and potentially build it. Um, so, yeah, definitely get involved early as we're, we're moving pretty quickly. And uh, we'd love to see what you can build. Yeah, and, and I, I can uh, I can vouch for that because I know I, I'm in that community. I see you guys. And, and I really love the idea of you giving out these daily videos uh, currently to show us what you're doing. You guys are working, you're obviously working very hard. I don't know when you guys are sleeping, but um, <laughs> but uh, it seems like you have a new feature coming out every day. Or you, you, I think you have had a new feature, at least one come out every day since I've been in there. Um, yeah, that's the plan. One feature a day. That's awesome. So uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting stuff. Um, uh, I can tell you I'm going to be using VoiceFlow a lot. Uh, with with the things that I want to you know experiment with, and hopefully some of them will, will take off as well. So there you go, Braden. Thanks so much. I, I think it's fantastic. Congratulations to you and your team. Uh, you got a good team there, and you're doing some amazing things. Um, where can people uh, find you and and find out more about what you're doing, or get in touch, and otherwise you know get involved in the in the VoiceFlow community? Yes, I mean you can you can uh, obviously try it for yourself at uh, getvoiceflow.com. Uh, or you can just find us on Facebook. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, you might already be in one of our big Alexa communities. Uh, you can find us in there, or you can you know, find our, our developer community. 
Wonderful. Hey, great. Well, thanks a lot, Braden, again for your time. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you and learning a little bit more about what you're doing there at VoiceFlow. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me on, Terry. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. There you have it. Another fantastic platform for us to use in VoiceFlow. If you have been thinking about starting a skill uh, or if you've been using one of those other um, companies' platforms, you may want to check out VoiceFlow as well. As as Braden was saying, and I totally agree with him, each company has its particular strengths and you may find that this is not for you. On the other hand, you might find this is the perfect one for you, but I do encourage you to at least check it out. And so, of course, I will have the links for this episode, including the link to VoiceFlow on the show notes page, which you can find at Alexa in Canada, A-L-E-X-A in Canada dot C-A slash 55. And I just wanted to um, finish off by just giving a quick reminder and I haven't uh, mentioned this in quite a while, and I wanted to just throw out the fact that, again, I am an affiliate for Amazon, and if you are doing some holiday shopping and you are interested in purchasing something through one of the links on the website or just simply using the link alexaincanada.ca slash Amazon, uh, you will uh, be able to purchase whatever you want. There's no additional charge to you whatsoever for anything that you purchase, but I do earn a small commission. And if you are inclined to do so, then I, I obviously truly appreciate that and thank you very much. So there you go. Um, and we will have the links to that as well. Have a great week. I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. And um, yeah, please be in touch. Take care. She's got, She's skills. got skills.